This is the non-microwave truth brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry, and I am C.L. Whiteside. Got some good news for you. They allowed the bald and beautiful to be on YouTube. So if you're a faithful fan who's been following the podcast, you can now watch this on YouTube and you can actually see my face. See the bald and beautiful, as I like to call it. And if you're not familiar with Time of Grace, tons of different resources for you to have, go, go choose from. We have podcasts. We have blogs. We have written daily devotions. Pastors, Mike, sermons on there every single week. Grace Talks. Just go check it out if you want to go find something to help guide you in your faith and on your path and your journey spiritually. Now, let's get into our first world problem today. You know how we like to start it off. I was thinking about this. In Acts chapter 5, we had some people lying. I would say they're from Cap Drive. Lying and they died. And then I also looked at Genesis chapter 9 and we had somebody getting drunk. And there happened to be a curse passed along. And I thought to myself, which one of these would be worse to bring back? Would it be worse to bring back people that lie and then they ended up dying? And what I'm talking about is in Acts chapter 5, there's a, there's a couple named Ananias and Sapphira. And Ananias and Sapphira, they sold a piece of land. And with selling this piece of land, they lied, though. They put it at the apostles' feet and they said, we're giving you everything. Lord, Jesus, we love you. We're giving you everything. And when the man came to Peter, his name is Ananias. Peter looked at him and was like, hey, you know, you can't lie to the Holy Spirit. Why has why has Satan filled you with this type of energy, this type of mess? And the man, I don't know. I, I just imagine him. Start, uh, 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 and before you know, it, he died. No, he literally died. Not like he died. And then a few hours later, his wife came, Sapphira, and she didn't know what happened. And Peter was like, hey, did you did you know about the, the land I was on? She's like, yeah. Was that everything? And she's like, we gave you everything. I just imagine her. We gave you everything. Praise the Lord. And you know what happened to her? She died, too. So I have students and people that I come along with sometimes they just lie. And I'm just looking at them like, are you from Cap Drive? Because, you know, Cap. Like, And I just wonder, would that be worse to bring back if people lied? They ended up dying. And don't you hate those people who volunteer a lie like I didn't even ask you. You didn't even have to lie. You could have just kept it real with me. And then I thought about this one. Or would it be worse when people get drunk if some type of curse happened to the people that made fun of them? Now, I remember vividly one time. This was some years ago in Carolina. I had, I had too much to drink. I'm not going to lie. Don't do that. I said never again, never again. But I had some people that took care of me instead. And in fact, it was this one lady. I just call her the angel. I don't even remember her name. One of my guys was talking to uh, talking to the young lady, ended up pulling her somehow. And yes, she ended up taking care of me. They both ended up taking care of me because I had a little too much to drink. Now, in Genesis chapter nine, Noah planted a vineyard, had some of his wine and he had too much to drink. And I know a lot of people, especially in college, you see somebody drunk. You making fun of them. You might write permanent marker on their face, things you shouldn't be writing. Don't do that. Don't drink too much. That's that's the gist of this, too. Don't drink too much. But yes, Noah had too much to drink. His son, Ham, comes and sees him drunk. Now, Ham doesn't take care of him. I don't know exactly what he did. The Bible kind of leaves that um open. But he goes and instead of helping his father, he goes and tells his brothers. And his brothers, 
They go in the room and he's booty butt naked. Noah is. And they play some garments. They play some stuff over him so that he's not uh, violated or embarrassed even more. And when Noah woke up, he cursed Ham. And he didn't curse just Ham. He cursed his son, Canaan. And I just thought about that. Which one would be worse to bring back? And this is our first world problem question. Would it be worse for people to lie and get some consequence like death or for people to get drunk and get made fun of and then some type of curse come on them? What do you think, though? What do you think? Which one is worse? And this is our first world problem. I would love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is championlife23. And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of this episode is which side are you picking? And I want to go back to that Ananias and Sapphira story, which is from Acts chapter five. And when you look at that, I, w I wonder how this situation went down. Like, did the husband come to the wife or did the wife come to the husband and say, hey, we should just tell the church we giving them everything. And in this situation, which side would you pick? Like picture if your loved one came to you, your your significant other, one of your children, one of your parents, one of your relatives, one of your best friends came to you and said, hey, let's lie about this. What would you do in that situation? And what we see with Ananias and Sapphira is that they picked their family over God, over the truth. And that's one of the big things when we think about picking a side. Do you honor your family or do you honor, honor your God? And in Luke chapter 12, verse 51, it tells us why Jesus came here. And Jesus breaks this down to us and he says this. These are his words. He said, do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other. Three against two and two against three. They will be divided. Father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against mother-in-law and daughter against in law against mother in law. I think I said that wrong. Mother in law against daughter in law and daughter in law against mother in law. And this just made me think about when I deal with different people, especially in education, parents will sometimes uphold the wrong of their child instead of just saying, Yep, my baby was wrong. They make excuses or, No, they shouldn't have did this. You did this wrong. It's like, Come on now. They're wrong and that's OK. And I know at times what is happening is they feel like their parenting is being attacked. But I have to always remind them, like, I did stuff my parents told me not to do. You don't got to lie to kick it now, though. And that's OK. That's because of sin. Adolescents, all of us, I should say, not just adolescents, but all of us do things we know that we should not do. But we don't have to pick the side of our family just because that's the code that we need to want to follow. No, you, you pick what's right. And that's just something for us to always think about. Would you pick the side of your family or would you pick the side of what's right? Because I know some of y'all, even if your family's wrong, you are going to tell for them. They didn't do that. Like you just saw, we just saw the video. They, they, they did it. It's okay. But we are taught and ingrained in our culture to support our family to a fault. I don't know about that. Mm -mm, don't do it. And I just want to I, I had to think about this, man. I have to praise God so much for especially most of my immediate family being Christians, being in the word, wanting me to actually tell them when they are wrong instead of upholding their wrong. 
But I know in our culture, in our society, it says blood is thicker than water. But blood don't mean you should lie for people. Blood don't mean you should pick that side. And in Ananias and Sapphira's case, this is less about pleasing the family and it should be more about pleasing God. And on this episode of which side are you picking, we're going to talk about a few situations and a few ways that we get attacked, especially in our in our culture, in our society. Now, I want to move and transition to Exodus chapter 32. This is Aaron and the golden calf. And this is something we all have to battle with, too. Picking the side of the majority or do you want to stand alone and you could possibly be made fun of in this world? You might get canceled. People might look at you like you're crazy. But if you look at in Exodus chapter 32, this is Aaron in the golden calf. Aaron was forced to make a decision. He wasn't necessarily forced, but he chose to make a decision. Moses was gone for a long time on a mountain, getting the word from the Lord. And the people were like, oh, my gosh, Moses has been gone for so long. I think I read somewhere it was like 40 days. So 40 days he was gone. And it's like, you know what? You need to make a God on our behalf to go in front of the people. And instead of Aaron saying no, because it was so many people, because the peer pressure was real. Aaron was like, all right, cool. Give me all of your gold. And he took all of their gold earrings. He he made this golden calf, built an altar, altar for the golden calf. And the people worshiped the golden calf. The people had a whole festival. I just imagine like Madiar or some crazy party. They were in some reverie. They were in some mess. They were having a good time when you really shouldn't be having a good time in that type of way, if you know what I mean. And God tells him, he says, Moses, Look at these people go back down there. And when Moses gets down there, they like, what? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, we didn't know if you were coming back. You let us out of Egypt. We didn't know what happened to you. And he looked at Aaron. He's like, Aaron, what did you do? Why did you do this? And he was like, man, you know how these people can be? They asked me. I got the gold. I mean, I put it in there and a golden calf came out. It's like, what you mean? A golden calf came out. You, you carved and you made that golden calf. But he tried to blame. He tried to shoulder it. Uh, on the people. And we know what Moses did. Moses grounded it up, put it in the water, put it in some, made it in like powder form, put it in the water, made the people drink it. But I think what we forget about that is that there was a war. There ended up being a war because of this going with the majority, even though the majority was wrong. And that day, 3000 Israelites died because Moses was like, hey, the people that want to rock with God, come follow me. And the people that want to keep living this type of way. All right, you can stay over there. And they had a war and 3000 Israelites from the other side died. And it's like, man, following the majority. Mm -mm. If it goes against God's word, that's that's not what we go with. So when you think about that, you are forced at times to pick a side. You think about different things in, in our culture that says, hey, this is right. And now 90 something percent of the people say it's right. But when you look at God's word, you like that's not right. I, I don't feel good about that. But the pressure is real. Because you might get canceled. You might have people saying that you are filling the blank, something that you don't want to be labeled. But hey, that's something we can do with the strength of God to stand and be the minority instead of being the majority. That's wrong. I like to say I'd rather be the opening act for God than the main event for man. And what I mean by that is I don't want to do this just to please people. I want to do what is right to please God. I don't always do like that, though. Sometimes the majority that that peer pressure is real. And you're like, man, hang, I'm going to have to lose this friend. or I might lose this person. 
But sometimes we got to lose certain people in our life. And the beauty of God is God puts more people in your life. God puts more outlets. God puts more paths for you to follow and for you to be with. Now, I want to transition to looking at just more so focusing on that culture. And in our episode of Which Side Are You Picking? I'm going to read James 4, verse 4. It says, you adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity between against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. And you just think about what our culture wants us to do. I mean, we have so many different things, especially from a political landscape or just looking at what is right and what is wrong. We have some people who think it's right in our culture now to allow a seven and eight year old boy or girl to switch and say, I'm a boy or a girl when they were born the opposite way. We have things in our culture that say it's okay to love whoever you want to love. But when we look at the Bible, it's like, "Eh, it doesn't say that. We have so many things in our culture that says if it feels right, you do it. And because it feels right, you should do it. The number of people that use psychedelic drugs and, and mushrooms or, you know, it's my body, my choice. I can do what I want to do. If I want to hit that, I'm going to hit that. And then you look at God's word and say, oh, that's not what it says. And at times our culture wants to make it seem like it's the absolute truth. But you really hear the message a lot of times that it's your truth. But God's word gives us an absolute truth. And I want to look at someone who did make the right choice, who did pick the side, even though the majority, even though the culture was completely different. And this comes from Numbers chapter 13 and 14. And I'm talking about our dudes, Caleb and Joshua. So. God comes to Moses and he says, Moses, I'm going to give you the land of Canaan. I'm going to give the Israelites, I should say, the land of Canaan. I want you to pick a a spy from each tribe. And these spies are going to go to the land of Canaan. They're going to figure out what type of people they got there, what type of fruit, what type of just just go scope the land. So Moses is like, all right. And he gathers these 12 spies and the 12 spies go and they go to the land and they explore. They are gone for 40 days. They come back and they like, Moses. Look at these grapes, boy. These these grapes look luscious and luscious. Like, look at them. They look good. And they like, man, the, the land is flowing with milk and honey, like you said. Like, it's some good land. But, Moses, I don't know, man. It's some killers over there. And when I'm talking about killers, some real-life killers over there, it's some giants. It's some people that we necessarily can't mess with. Like, I, it, they got walls. It's fortified. I, we, we just can't do this. And Caleb is like, dude, stop. Stop. The land is good. God is going to give us the land. Let's go today. Let's get it popping. Let's let's go make it happen. And the people grumble, though, because it was 10 against two. 10 against two. It was two. Caleb and Joshua saying we can go get this land right now. Like we can get it popping. But it was 10. that was like, no, I'm afraid, man. And I know at times we don't pick the right side because we are afraid or we see the obstacles or we see the challenges in life. But something like Caleb and Joshua, we have to do is if God tells you is for you, then nobody's there to be against you. And I know for some time for some people, they might be thinking in their heads like, man, I'm I'm not necessarily a Christian or I don't know about this whole Jesus thing. Do I need to pick Jesus? The beauty about our Lord and Savior, the beauty about our God is you don't go and pick him. He picks you. He chose to die for you. He chose to to rise for you. He chose to suffer hell for you. You got picked. 
You don't have to go picking and find him. But the beauty and the thing that we're talking about, especially today, is as Christians, when we are children of God and we have been picked, now we have a choice to pick. Do I want to walk the path that God has given me or do I want to walk the path of this world? And what we see with Caleb and Joshua, who, who are Christian men, they are picking the path of God, even though it seems like it's some obstacles, even though it seems like it's some giants, even though it seems like every single person is against them. And in this case, their own people were against them. So my question for you that I want you just to think about and ponder is which side are you picking? Which side would you pick in this situation? And like I said, the beauty of this is that God has chosen each one of us. We don't go and pick him. God picks us. And as a, as a chosen child of God, we can pick the path of God because we know it's the best. We know it's a path that God has created for us. And you know what? It's a path that God is going to guide you and carry you on. When you go pick the other path, you don't know what's going to happen. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Which Side Are You Picking? Thanks, especially to the people who have written reviews, rated the podcast. That means a lot. And the reason that means so much is because some people literally go, they scroll and they look and they say, man, this has a good review. This has a great rating. I want to check out this podcast. And the importance of that is it allows people to hear more about the word of God and in a different way. And, you know, every single time we on here. We're going to bring the word of God and we're going to bring the non-microwave truth. And for the people that have joined in on YouTube, hopefully this works. You can keep seeing the bald and beautiful and we're going to make it happen like this all the time. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out. <laughs>